welcome to the Women's Investor Community Podcast. I'm Diana Ritchie. Today, we have a listener question about real estate. Our listener writes, I'm looking at buying a condo to Airbnb, but I'm not sure whether it's a good investment. My parents always said that real estate is a bad investment and that you can do better by investing in the stock market. But I've been reading so much about real estate investing and it seems to work for a lot of people. Curious to know your take. Thanks. Okay, thank you so much. This is a really good question. And it's funny because real estate tends to be one of the most divisive issues in investing. So if you have people in your life who are into investing or you know educated about investing, interested in it, whether it's your parents or friends or whoever, my experience is that they tend to fall into one of two camps. Either they love real estate, think it's the only and the best investment and put all of their money into real estate investments, or they strongly dislike real estate, avoid it like the plague and prefer to put their money elsewhere. So real estate can certainly be divisive. And to break this topic down, I don't necessarily fall into um, either camp, but to break this topic down, I think there are three parts to consider. The first is the capitalization rate formula. In other words, real estate can be a wonderful investment as long as you're able to buy the property at a good price. And we'll break that down with what's called this cap rate formula. The second piece to this puzzle is a lifestyle piece because at some point, if you own an individual property, there's going to be a light bulb that goes out. And there's a very real question about who's going to go in and change that light bulb. And there's a very good chance that it's going to be you. So we'll consider the lifestyle questions behind real estate investing. And then the third piece of the puzzle is the diversification question. So when you think about your overall investing strategy and your overall picture, how does real estate investing fit in? How much money should you be putting towards a real estate investment? We'll talk about how it fits into your overall financial and investment picture. So with that, let's dive in. Okay, the first question is, you know, what's the rate of return on this real estate investment? So you're on Zillow, you're looking at all these different options. You're looking at all these beautiful condos. Some look good, some don't look so good. There are pros and cons and it's late at night and you're down the Zillow rabbit hole and you're feeling overwhelmed and confused. And we've all been there. <laughs> and the formula that I like to come back to is what's called the capitalization rate. So 
in real estate investing, you'll hear people throw around the word cap rate, which is short for capitalization rate. And cap rate is a way to measure the return on the investment that you're making. So I think the best way to walk through this is, is with an example and then the formula. Let's say that you're on Zillow and you find a great condo for $300,000 and you're thinking that it'd be a great property to Airbnb. You're thinking it's in a good location. You like the property, so forth and so on. What I do at this point is I pull out a spreadsheet and I'll post the spreadsheet um, to the website. But the idea is first, let's make some assumptions about how much you think you could rent this property out for. Let's say in our example that you think you could get maybe $3,100 per month for this property in rental income. And then you start to look at your, what we'll call operating expenses, which is your first category of expense. And these operating expenses include everything that you would be responsible for as the landlord. So it includes property taxes. It includes any HOA dues. It would include all of the utilities if your tenant isn't paying for utilities, you know, water, gas, electric, trash removal, landscaping, all that good stuff. You'd account for any professional fees, like if you're gonna put the property in an LLC, you know, those kinds of fees, accountants, CPAs, any support you'd need, all of these kinds of monthly ongoing expenses. And the other piece to this puzzle is, of course, if you're going to put a mortgage on the property, um, it's a little bit tricky because mortgage principal payments don't count as monthly operating expenses, but you do want to put your monthly interest payments on any loan or mortgage that you get into the spreadsheet because in our cap rate formula, those interest payments do count as monthly operating expenses. And that's because you're not building equity when you're paying interest. Interest is more of an expense than an equity building thing. Okay, so you have your $3,100 of income and then you tally up all of your operating expenses. And then you tally up all of your ongoing maintenance expenses. And this is where you make an estimate about how much it's going to cost you every year, kind of on average, for the big maintenance stuff, right? This is 
when the hot water heater goes out and the garbage disposal goes out and the roof needs to be replaced and the windows need to be replaced. And all of those kinds of big capital expenditures that fall into the maintenance category. Okay, so that's the picture, right? We think we'll have, you know, $3,100 of income. And then we add up all of these expenses. And let's say that we think that all of our expenses all in are going to be $1,100 every month, sort of on average. And so we think that if we were to buy this condo and Airbnb it, that our take-home pay would be, call it $2,000 every month, which seems pretty good, right? And so the question is, in order to get this $2,000 of net income every month, what is the most that we're willing to pay for this condo? And our, my rule of thumb on this is that if I'm going to invest in real estate, I want at least a 10 cap, meaning a 10% rate of return on my money. And most people would say that that's an absurdly high standard because to finish out this example, right? If you have $2,000 of net income coming in every month, that means you have $24,000 coming in every year on this property. And in the 10 cap formula, you multiply that $24,000 of annual income by 10. And what our 10 cap formula tells us is that the most we're willing to pay for this condo that's going to give us $24,000 every year is $240,000 if we are demanding a 10 cap or a 10% rate of return on our money. And again, that's the standard that I use when I'm investing in real estate, which admittedly is a high bar. So let's just take a step back here. That's the nuts and bolts of the 10 cap formula. And the question you might be asking yourself now is, okay, so real estate investing is a hopeless exercise, right? If, if we're going to demand a 10% rate of return on any real estate investment, we are going to be looking for a very, very, very long time. You could spend hours and hours and hours on Zillow at this point, trying to find a property that's cheap enough to give you a 10% rate of return on your investment. And that unfortunately is true to some extent. Finding a 10 cap deal in the real estate world is a bit like finding a needle in the haystack. But what I will say is that these deals do exist and it's worth waiting. It's worth holding out until you find 
the deal that's going to give you that great rate of return. Because if you're going to put your hard-earned money to work, you're going to take on the risk and the uncertainty of real estate investing, along with the headache, which we'll talk about in the next section. Um, my contention is you should hold out, don't settle, be picky, and look for that 10 cap deal because it, it does come around. And the other thing to note right now is that, as you know, over the last year or so, um, interest rates have been going up. The US Federal Reserve has been raising interest rates. That means that mortgage rates in this case have followed suit. And as a general rule, when interest rates go up, real estate prices go down. And I tell you that not to scare you and not to predict the future, but to say that, you know, as interest rates go up, it could become more and more likely that more deals will become available. More properties will become available for a bargain or for a price that's attractive enough to actually give you that 10% capitalization rate. So that's the first piece of the puzzle. When you ask, is real estate a good investment? My answer is, it's not inherently good or bad. The only question is, what kind of rate of return are you going to get on your money? Which is to say, calculate your cap rate, see what it's going to be. And if it's 10 or better, go for it. And if it's less than 10%, I'd say, you know, take a pass and hold out until a good deal does come around. Okay, part two of the puzzle, the headache factor. And perhaps that's a little bit biased, right? The headache factor, but for purposes of this discussion, I'm assuming, hopefully I'm reading your question correctly, I'm assuming that we're not talking about investing in real estate through a fund where you have a fund manager who's doing all of the property management for you, but rather that you're going to buy an individual property and you're either going to manage it yourself or that you're going to hire a property manager to manage it for you. And real estate, I, I'm going to sound biased here because as my husband will tell you, I barely know how to use a screwdriver. Um, and I don't enjoy those kinds of hands-on things. And so I think the lifestyle question to ask yourself is, is hands-on property management something that you enjoy? Do you want to spend your free time, you know, changing light bulbs and fixing sinks and cleaning or managing cleaning, managing turnovers in the case of a short-term rental property like an Airbnb? Are you willing to spend time on the property management side of things? Would you, how much time do you have? Will this be your full-time job? Are you going to be doing this nights and weekends? Is the property close to where you live or is it 
going to be an hour long drive just to get to the property. These kinds of logistical questions about what happens when the light bulb goes out. And certainly you can hire a property management company to manage the property for you. But if you decide to go that route, you have to be sure that when you calculate your cap rate, you are accounting for the monthly expenses that you'll pay the property manager in order for that property management company to take over those responsibilities. So piece number two of the puzzle is very much a lifestyle factor. And it's a good time to look inside and think about what you enjoy, what you're good at, how you like to spend your time, because some people love property management and are really good at it. And some people like me are absolutely miserable at the whole thing. So take a look, um, like I said, look inside, see what you enjoy, see how you like to spend your time. And then the third piece of the puzzle is if you decide that this kind of real estate investing is for you, there's invariably a question about how much money you'll put into one particular deal. And the common refrain here, the, the buzzword in investing, of course, is diversification, right? This idea that you don't want to put all of your eggs in one basket. It's risky to put all of your eggs in one basket. You want to have a good mix of different investments. And on the diversification question, like we've alluded to in past episodes where we've talked a little bit about index investing, there of course is a spectrum, there's a range. Folks who like passive index investing tend to rely heavily on diversification and will tell you that you're safest owning thousands and thousands of different investments or different stocks, for example. And I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but the concept is, you know, you could diversify by owning a, a really, really broad range of things. And when you hear that view, you might think, okay, then I probably shouldn't drop a big chunk of change on one single property. But my view on this is that you can let the 10 cap rule be your primary risk management technique. In other words, yes, diversification is an important risk management technique to be sure. But it is also the case that if you have found a deal that really is a 10 cap and you've done your homework and you don't think that there are any ticking time bombs in this particular property, like, you know, asbestos or, you know, it needing a new roof tomorrow, things that you haven't accounted for as you've done your due diligence and your inspection on the property that you're looking at. If you really have found a 10 cap, then I would say, you know, it's okay to go ahead and invest a significant sum 
into that property. Now, of course, caveat being, you don't want to leave yourself so cash strapped, right? Because you just, you don't want your finances to be so tight either from a personal perspective or from a real estate perspective, meaning don't pour so much money into your new real estate investment property that you're worried about meeting your own personal monthly expenses or that you don't leave yourself any cushion in case unforeseen things come up with the investment property itself. Because heaven knows when you're owning property, you, you know, there are always some surprises, right? A property tax bill is higher than you think it's going to be. The hot water heater goes out, all, all of these kinds of things. So you don't want to leave yourself so cash strapped. But if you do find a 10 cap deal, you can let that capitalization rate be your primary risk management technique. And you can worry less about diversification. So that would be my kind of balance, no hard and fast rule there. Um, but that would be sort of my way to, to think about that. Certainly, if you have any follow-up questions, um, feel free to reach out and thanks so much for writing in. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Women's Investor Community Podcast. Of course, if you have questions about money or your personal finances, please feel free to drop us a voice note from the homepage at dianaritchie.com.